Are you dealing with the trials of a difficult marriage or going through a separation or divorce? Welcome to the club, friend. Life is messy and it can be hard. I'm Jen Zingmark, a Christian life coach, and I have good news for you. There is a path to find hope, healing, and happiness, no matter what your circumstances are, and I can help you find joy in your journey. So let's go. Merry Christmas, friends. How are you? Christmas time is here, and I know this can be a difficult time of year for many people, especially those of you that are struggling with a difficult trial in your life right now, like divorce. So if that is you, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to podcast episode number 45. It was just a couple of weeks ago, and I put so much information in there for you to help you enjoy this Christmas season, no matter what you're dealing with. So go check it out. I also want to let you know that I have a special promotion going on right now for 10% off the cost of my six-month coaching program, Joy in Your Journey. It only goes through the end of this month, December 31st. So if you go to my website, you will see the discount there when you go to Joy in the Journey program. But I have a special additional discount for you podcast listeners right now. I have three spots left in my six-month coaching program, and I want you guys to have the opportunity to take those spots and you will get an additional 10% off. You need to use this code when you check out, and it is JOY2022. Again, this is for the first three podcast listeners who sign up for my six-month coaching program, Joy in Your Journey. To learn more, just visit my website, jenzingmark.com. That's J-E-N-N-Z-I-N-G-M-A-R-K.com and click on coaching program. Now, I have a fascinating guest on the podcast today. May Zhao is simply a beautiful, delicate angel who has persevered valiantly to overcome incredible obstacles in her life. She joins us today to share her story of redemption. She was born and raised in an atheist culture in Beijing, China. She converted to Buddhism and then to Christianity when she joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in her journey to find hope and healing from an abusive relationship. After two previously failed marriages, she finally found the love of her life and married her third husband in 2013. She now has two precious little boys and a lovely family, and they are happily living in Frankfurt, Germany. And it is an honor to have May with us today. I know you are going to be inspired and motivated by her incredible story. Welcome, May. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, Jen. Hi. Thank it's you so for happy joining me. here to share my stories. And uh, if I could, if sharing my story can be of little help, any help to comforting other sisters who've been through the same problems, I'd be really thrilled to do it. Well, we are honored to have you. So let's start by having you tell um, a little bit about yourself. 
where you live and now and um, your family and a little bit about you. Okay. Uh, my name is May, and um, I was born and raised in Beijing, the capital city of China, uh, in a totally communist um, society and with uh, no religions, no beliefs. Uh, we only believe, you know, uh, science, technologies, and I'm totally atheist. Uh, I have two failed marriages, previous marriages, and it's all failed. Now, but now I'm remar remarried and with my husband, we live in Frankfurt. We have two little boys, happily married, and uh, we joined the church together in 2017. And also we were sealed in the temple of, in Freiburg with my two little boys. And that was the most amazing experience that I have. And uh, now my, my son always tell mom, we're still together. We're a family, internal family. We'll be together and you can't get rid of me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's yeah. lovely. We know the meaning of internal family and we all cherish that make our family even tighter than before. And our relationships is much more, you know, closed, much more, much more spiritual than before. And, oh, I love uh, that. Yeah. And I want, I want to start with my first marriage. You know, it's not always easy to share my past. I mm -hmm. feel so embarrassed. If you hear my past stories, you will see all the darkness you know in, mm -hmm. in me yeah mm -hmm. and I made so many mistakes and as all before I joined the church yeah before I have really the guidance and uh, before I really know the the purpose of life mm -hmm. I made so many so many mistakes that there um there was many regrets many, yeah. many regrets yeah if the sharing can be of any help to comforting or encouraging other sisters who's been through the same issues with me, same suffering the same with me um, that I've suffered before, that'll be all worth it. If I yeah. can be a little, just any help. Um, I, when I was 19, I met my first husband in in the university that I went to. Um, he's my spiritual leader because I, at the time, I don't believe in anything. And he's a, such a smart guy and he he has those plans that he, he wants to save the whole world <laughs> you know he's like a hero yeah uh, he wants yeah he wants to do a lot of things to save the people and save the world and, and he made me he made such a good a wonderful plan for for his life and then he become my spiritual leader and uh i always think that i didn't deserve him he's such a a good guy i don't deserve him and then we get married after we graduate and uh, we start our own business together. It's business getting better. Uh, we've been through so many difficult times, but it's getting better when we start to make money. Business running really good. And he start his affair. And that's the moment that I think my whole world is uh, going ups and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought it must be something wrong with me. It's, uh, it's something that I can't give. Uh, he wanted that that I can't offer. So I tried to change myself. And I also tried really hard and to 
you know, to, to rescue our marriage, to save the marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out that he lies more and more. One lies and lead to another lies. And I, my life is full of lies. Also the violence. And mm-hmm. uh, when he find, find out that I'm planning to go, uh, to leave him, to go away and uh, to pursue my studies in England. And he decided that I'm a, his private possession. I cannot just go like that. And he tore my passport and he's beating me up. Um, yeah, it's good that there's one thing I want to remind all the sisters. If there's a domestic violence in the family, just don't be afraid. Take the evidence. Yeah, go to hospital or call the police and take all the evidence. That will be a proof. And finally, I have to go to the, the court and that will be the, the evidence. So I, I appreciate that. you sharing that because I know there are many women in abusive relationships who are afraid and who stay too long because of their fear and they don't want to press charges and bring the evidence, you know, to the authorities. But I know that has to be a difficult decision and, and I can't imagine doing that, but I, I appreciate you sharing how important that is and that you were able to do that and even had the courage to get out and to make plans to go to university and leave the country. That is incredible. Yeah. Because many women are afraid because my husband, he, my first husband, he's kind of a control freak and Mm -hmm. he knows my, you know, weakness. He knows uh, what to say really to just to get me. And I know it's not easy when you live with someone for such a long time and he knows everything about you. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to fight, you know, just to fight against him. Physically, you are not, you're not equal. Yeah. Yeah, I tried. I even joined the, the, the boxing club just to practice. You know, I become stronger physically, mm-hmm. but it's still, still, I'm just a woman, you know. Yeah, you, yeah physically, just you just can't do anything. And uh, if, if really that violence happened, just don't, just trying to avoid to be alone with the person who's abusing you and mm-hmm. just just go somewhere public. If you want to talk about something, go somewhere public, not in the private because it's dangerous. Yeah, that's really good advice also. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's all in you know, a mistake I made. So mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, and well, you have wisdom to share. How long were you married? Um. I think we met together. We we've been together for like seven years, and we get we were married like two years. But uh, it, t- it took another two years for us to get divorced. And he he insists that there's still love between us. And yeah, you can't imagine a person like that is it done so much things and still say that okay, we still love each other. Mm-hmm. And it it just manipulated my my thoughts. I always like it was brainwashed because I, I would thought, okay, he's he still loves me, he still loves me, I can't leave him. That's manipulation. Yeah. The more desperate, you know, and you yeah. want to get out, out of it, but you still have a little hope. He gave you hope and then hurt you again and give you a little hope and then hurt you again. And it's another lie and lie and and you give another hope and another disappointment. Oh yeah. I I know what you mean. 
How did yeah. you decide to go to university in England and make those arrangements? When I uh, proposed a divorce, he won't even think about it. He won't even consider it. And then I, and we fight because I, you know, the result is I was black and white, you know, mm. and uh, I went to the hospital and I thought it can't, it can't really, you know, keep this marriage work and I can't get out of it, get out of it. But at least I can do something, you know, good for myself. So I secretly apply for the university. Um, also, I, I go to jeans, I meet friends and put on my big smile. I don't want my friends to be, to be worried. And the, the, the smiles, at first, it's hard to put on the smile on your face because you're not happy. You're just so hurt. But mm-hmm. if you do it every day, like you're getting used to it, your smile becomes sincere. Mm-hmm. And because happy just is the feeling that nobody can make you really happy unless you feel happy. So I I just uh, told myself, you 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 are happy. You are you you cannot just be hurt by someone like that. It's uh, it's not worth it. You, sh- you should you you are a sunshine to everyone. And when I put on my sincere smile only and uh I show my healthy faces and I go to gym and take good care of myself and my friends become, you know, I I've made so many, so many friends, new friends, and they all love me. And it brings me a lot of joy. And also I try to help those. So there's so many friends, they are also going through divorces and um, we talked, we shared, and it's, it's helping others um, make me forget my own problems. Yes. I, that's why I, I think you are doing the wonderful thing for others, also for yourself. Yes, it's healing for me, but yes, it's exactly. such a labor of love to be able to help other women. And I, I want to ask our listeners, I hope you're listening to what she said. There was so much good stuff in there. You said you decided to take care of yourself physically, mentally, you stepped out and made friends and got exercise. And you also said that no one else can make you happy, that you have to make yourself happy. And oh, so much wisdom there, May, all of that. You know, I always want to start a board. It's, it's always my dream, but I I think it's the it's a chance for me. That's the only chance for me that I can really fulfill my dream to study abroad. Uh, I I was a college graduate in China, but I want, just want to have you know to fulfill my dreams. So I applied and I passed all the exams and prepare all the paperwork, and I get on that plan. And he called me that come back. You 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 won't go through it. You. You, you won't you will make it because it's living abroad alone like you've never been you know alone for for a year you know and you can't you can't make it I, and I told him this time I will make it and then I did I made many new friends in in school and I passed all the exams and got my degree it was uh, such amazing experience and also, those one year, I healed myself. Yes, yeah. that is so good. That is an incredible example of just getting yourself out of a horrible situation, focusing on your education and bettering yourself despite whatever he was trying to do to pull you down. That is exactly. incredible. 
Yeah, he's always trying to say that nobody wants you, mm-hmm. only me. If you divorce me, you will never get married. You will end up alone. Mm-hmm. That's what he always said to me. And he said, you know, um, everybody's having affairs. Mm-hmm. They're having a second families. That's that was the the point in China, the period in China. Really, the monogamy is really being laughed at. It's really not the, the moral standard, not the value that I've grown up with. Yeah. But the whole society is changing. Those two decades, like China was changing so fast, economically, and also the lack of spiritual standard, lack of spiritual guidance. People, they're kind of lost. Mm-hmm. And they lost their family relationships. They're lost in many things and what is right things to do. And mm-hmm. they mix up all the right and wrong. Yeah. Wow. It's just so amazing that you were able to get out of that abusive marriage and put yourself in a healthy environment, get your education. I'm sure there are other women listening who are in similar situations. So what would be your advice for them if you're in an abusive relationship? Yeah. Um, My advice is if the abusive started, it will never end. Mm -hmm. And don't have any, you know, expectations or any hope um, that he will change or he will change for the better. Uh, the situation will get better. It won't. It just won't get better. Once he started, would like it will repeat it himself. It would get even worse yeah. than every day. Yeah. So once he started, just stop um, dreaming. Like your husband's still in love with you because. Mm. Nobody will do something like that if he still loves you. So stop thinking about that. And you are two totally strangers now. Mm-hmm. And if you want to divorce him, don't get anything personally. Don't put so much emotion on the divorce. Get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to, re- to to get divorced peacefully and to I signed so many papers peacefully. Um, without any argument, I said, I don't want anything. I, I don't want a company anymore. I don't want our houses and just, I just want my freedom. And uh, what just won't happen? It just won't happen if you have a husband like that. You just, mm-hmm. it just won't let you go eat so yeah. easily. I think yeah. you are his, pers- his private possession. Yeah, it's so true. I think that is common in abusive relationships like that. So it's, it's just such a good example that you were able to completely get out of it and get yourself in a better situation. I know yeah. you mentioned in your um, some of our correspondence that that was a, a difficult time for you when you were you know, living alone in England and trying to get divorced and then first divorce. How did you get through that time? Uh, it was really hard because he, gives, he kept calling me and he said, hey, I'm a regret, uh, just come back home during that time. And then I, the one morning when I was on my way to school, I received a call from him. But when I pick up the phone, it's not him. It's the girl, that, the woman that he's with. There's, uh, uh, you know, the laughs and talkings, laughters and talkings and with my husband, because she wants me to, wants to show me that they are happy together. You know, that... It's really, really hurting. I was really totally sometimes confused, sometimes desperate, and sometimes I was furious and hopeless. 
uh, there was really a mixed feeling of everything, the desperations. Yeah, because you you don't know what to do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that's typical of abusers is they manipulate and, you know, they say all the right things, but then they come back with the abusive behavior. And so it's confusing and, you know, then they apologize and then they try to woo you back, but then they're still abusive and there's no good relationship where one person is being abused. Like it's not possible. And I love your advice to just get out. You have to get out. You cannot believe or hope they're going to change or be different. If you're different in some way that it will change them. If someone is abusive, you need to get out and protect yourself. So, 100%. so as you were educating yourself and getting your degree in England, what happened next in your life? And then I come back home. I thought, finally, I'm because I received uh, a sentence from court. I was divorced, but at the last minute, my first husband he, re- he appealed. You know, so the sentence won't valid until on the last day of you know he got an extension of our relationship. So um, he just think that you can't now start your new life until I want you to go. Mm. It was like that. So he appealed on the last day. And uh, I I was desperate. I was so lonely. And I want revenge. Actually, my revenge finally hurt myself. And I had so many wrong relationships because I want revenge. And I said, if he's done something like that, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I go out and I have many relationships and which is, I regret the next the next day I regret like I was so stupid and everything I've done it just hurt, not hurting anyone just hurting myself yeah so just don't don't you know just respect myself if you don't respect yourself nobody respect you so true and yeah. I think it's a common we can all relate to that when you're hurt because someone you know has betrayed you and hurt you I think it's a natural feeling to want to just make that go away as quickly as possible. And you think if I'm with someone else, that will make me feel better, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Because if you rush into another next relationship, uh, you find the person who is not right person, not right for you. Yeah. Because they, um, those person that you're, you're looking for is just, they're just looking for fun. Nobody's really looking for serious relationships. You know, and yeah, it's uh, not a healthy way to find another relationship. It's not going to end well. So is that how you ended up in your second marriage? Yeah, my second marriage, actually, I found I, I got a job offer from Lufthansa. And after I you know, graduated from England, I went back home and uh, I realized that I still couldn't get off my marriage legally. So I thought I would go just leave again. So I've, I took the offer with Lufthansa. I fly just to Germany and start to live in Germany, Frankfurt. And I start my new life here. The job is so exciting. The new environment is so exciting. And I met my second husband. He's my uh, colleague. It's not like he doesn't like me, he doesn't love me, but it just, he's like totally from different uh, background. I totally know that we're not fit together. We share different values. And he he loved 
more he's he's such an eagerness to pursue the money or you know material stuff that I, I don't. We have a lot of things not in common, so not in common, but mm -hmm. because of loneliness, because of you know difficulties life in in Germany, and uh, I finally jump into that relationship. Also, we get married, but it isn't end up well because his moral standard. He made many wrong choices. He ended up in jail. And uh, he was sentenced for three years. And uh, it was so difficult for me. You wake up in the morning by a bunch of police officers with all the searching dogs, you know, also the judge. And he, he showed me that, you know, we need to search your house. And they're just rushed into search all over. Wow. I was totally like was dumped and also um he handcuffed my second husband and uh also he they they brought me also to the police out station and took all the photos and the fingerprints and uh later when i talked to my lawyer i i realized that i was also on the arresting list because my husband wants me to to help him i was on the list i was taken on the last minutes by the uh, district attorney so i was taken at um, the last moment, I was, wasn't was arrested because I was just helping my husband. And the lawyer, he's so surprised because he couldn't understand why um, I know it was wrong, but I still helped him. I told him I don't want to lose my marriage. Mm -hmm. I, I was ex go to another direction. It's like, I don't want to disappoint him. I want to make my marriage work. I don't yeah. want, yeah, I don't want to make him you know, think I, I'm useless. Yeah, it was the it was the self esteem that I came this came from the first marriage. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. know many women can relate to that. You want to please your spouse, even when it's not something you would choose, especially yeah. after being divorced. And this is your mm -hmm. second marriage, and you want yeah. to to do what it takes to try to make it work, even if it's not what you would want to do. You know, you can get yourself in a bad situation like that. And I cannot imagine what that was like for you. Yeah. Wow. That's... I was totally I lost. I, re I received that paper from the uh, the court. I lost my house and my car and my job because I was helping my husband. Uh, I lost my job with Lufthansa. I lost everything overnight, also my husband. And I I found a job secretly. You know, I can't report to anyone. And so I found a job, you know, in the black market. And uh, also I had to visit my husband in, in, in jail like once a week. And uh, it was, uh, I lost also, also friends because my colleagues, they used to be my friends. They are afraid that, you know, our family, you know, we, we drag them also into trouble. Right. So Just by associating really with your husband. Right. Exactly. Oh. You can't really talk to them anymore because they're trying to avoid you. Mm -hmm. But even see you, but they trying to run away. So that was a, a loneliness time and difficult time that I have. Wow, I cannot imagine that that losing everything all in one day and your husband going to jail. Yeah. Wow, May, that is a lot. How did you get through that time? Oh, that was it was really desperate. First, I I was sick for a long time because I don't know what to do. And there's only one friend of me I can, you know, talk to, I can talk with. And um, 
I, I spent so many nights with her and we talked and uh, I think friends comforting are so important. At least you know someone because I couldn't tell my parents about everything. And because my phone was also, they're, they're listening, the policemen, they've been listening our phone for many months. So I couldn't talk on the phone. So I, the only friends I can go to, to talk with all the problems I have. At the time, I don't know what to do. I went to the temple, the Buddhism temple. Okay. I want a spiritual guidance. I want a support. So I went to the temple. It's the first time I really go to Buddhism temple. And uh, I was welcomed by all the, you know, the brothers and sisters there. And uh, I was converted also to that temple. Yeah, that's the first religious beliefs that I, that I have. And it's um, there's a lot of similarities. Buddhism and Christianity is, are there's so many similarities, but it's also very different. Yes. Wow. What an amazing example of resilience and never giving up. That is a lot to go through and a short time. How old were you at that point in your life? Like when your second husband was mm-hmm. taken to jail? That was 37. That was okay. 37 when that happens. Wow. Yeah. You had been through a lot up to that point in your life. Tell us what happened next after that. How did you rebuild and start a new life? Yeah, actually, I lost totally lost hope with marriage and lost hope with love. I don't know if I'm able to love again or I don't want marriage again because at that point, I think marriage can only bring me into trouble. Mm-hmm. The pain, the trouble, you know, I thought maybe I'm better off alone. Maybe my mom said, if you don't want to get married anymore, I totally support you, but you need to get a child. In, and it's the only one who cannot betray you. We will not, we'll love you forever. We'll mm-hmm. stay with you. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he said, because I, I'm happy because I have you and your sister and you are the most important thing in my life. And so I decided maybe I can find guy just to better child. And then I, the lucky thing is the one I found became my third husband. Yeah. Yeah. And he was divorced as well. And uh, the moment that I met him, I wasn't really divorced from a second husband because he's in jail. I couldn't divorce him because uh, we have to go back to China to get divorced and he can't get out of jail. And my husband, my third husband, also he has to go back to China to get other documents. But mm-hmm. we are going through all the divorce process. We're together before, legally divorced. Mm-hmm. So it become my biggest guilt in my life, you know, um, like the biggest sin in my mm-hmm. life. And I don't think I'm blessed if we're, or our children will be blessed if if I don't repent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's this guilt become heavier each day, and also feel guilt about my third husband has a son. His previous wife also remarried. They have a happy family, and uh, but I still feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, all, all the guilt accumulated together, and uh, I don't feel there's a way to ease it to just to get out of that pain because um, in Buddhist beliefs that you're suffering because you commit a lot of sin in your previous lives. 
and this life you just have to pay for the sins that you have committed in your previous or even more previous life. And you're born to be a woman because you commit more sins than men. That's, that's why you're born to be a woman. And so men are always superior than women. And in those beliefs, and all the, the marriages or happiness are not real. And you cannot really get happiness from uh, any relationships. No relationship detect, detached from the old relationships. That will be the true happiness. So it's totally different from the Christianity. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. We've been practicing for many years and we couldn't really, we can't go any further. And we're eager to find something that really touches our heart. And uh, there was one day on the street on 2017 in Frankfurt. Yeah, the missionary found us and they invited us just, why just visit our church? You want, they asked, first question they asked, do you want to be your children with your children forever, like family together forever? My husband said, yes, of course. And well, I love my wife and my children. I want to be with them forever. And so if you're really interested, you can come to our church. And we visit their church. I was so welcomed by all the you know, members. We immediately fell in love with the, our bishop. It was, it was Italian. He's an Italian. He's like a like cuddle bear, a soft <laughs> a kind. And we, have, we are in the international world. We have bishop from, we have French bishop, Italian bishop, American bishop. We are, you know, Portuguese or that was a really interesting word, amazing word we have. And I feel so in love with our church, with all the members. And uh, look around, it's just a bunch of people. They're trying to be a better person. And mothers to be trying to be a better mother. Children even want to be a better children. And father want to try so hard to be a better husband and better mm -hmm. father. So uh, there's so many good examples in our life. I've seen so many righteous people. I've ever seen before in my past like 40 years. So we decided that that's the place we really want to go. If those righteous people, they believe in God, if they believe in Book of Mormon, we will believe it too. So we decided to be baptized and to wash away all our sins. Oh, that's wonderful. I yeah. love that story. It's wonderful that you guys both embrace the gospel at the same time. You were exactly. both prepared and I think coming together and having your children and feeling that true love for each other was a good foundation yeah. for mm -hmm. coming into the gospel. Yeah. My husband, he became a better husband, a better father after we joined the church. And we are trying really hard. We, we repent, try to repent and try to, you know, um, to keep our covenants, you know, those covenants. It's not requiring us too much, or it's, it's also, it's not a restrictions. I don't even think it's a restriction. It's, it's just safety net. Yeah. Make your life better. Make you, you know, you will make much more right choices than wrong choices. I agree. Getting married again, did you think, I know you said for a little while you decided no, but then how did it happen that you and your husband ended up getting married? You know, um, he's the one who made me feel like uh, I can still love and be loved again. You know, it's just gradually, you know, the relationships become, I think, because he's the right person. 
Yeah. And now I feel like after two failed marriages, I finally found the right person for me who respect me as who I am, who, who don't really want to change me or anything. Yeah. Who doesn't want to change me like um, the way that they like, but he loved the way that I am. Yeah, that's um, we respect each other and um, we understand each other. We have the same goals. Yeah, like we all want to be get, to be better, but you know, to keep the covenants together and just uh, to fulfill the God's plan together. If even it's our beautiful. kids, they understand that we'll be together forever. Yes. So we look at things, look at our marriage in a different perspective, in a long term internal perspective. So I will look, overlook all his mistakes and shortcomings mm -hmm. and uh, and love him no matter what. It is a, it's a really different perspective of love. You know, it's more spiritual love that yeah. we have. Yeah. I like what you said that you both had the same goals yeah. and that you both were seeking to find God's will in your life and do it and that you're both repenting daily and trying to be better forgiving each other daily. I think those are ingredients to a successful marriage for sure. Exactly. I love that. If you could go back and give yourself some advice and talking to other women too, on the day of your divorce, let's say your second divorce, when you thought I'm done with marriage, this is never going to happen for me. You know, what would you say to yourself or to other women in that situation? Yeah. Um, my advice will be a lot. Take good care of yourself. Yeah, if you are happy, the people surround you will be happy and you will attract the best person, you know, uh, that you, you could get. But if you're desperate, you're sad or miserable, the person that you attract will be all those same person. Yes. The, first, the first one is take good care of yourself physically and and uh, mentally and spiritually. And the second is never give up on love. Because I, I thought I, will, I won't be able to love again or won't be able to be loved again. But it do happen. It did happen. Yeah, I can't. Because human love is endless. You know, you got like God love us, like no condition, like mm -hmm. unconditional love that we yes. give. They gave us so we can also love no matter what and uh, also devote yourself the third one i think is, is devote yourself to the services having others who have the same problem same issues who suffering what you have suffered by comforting others you heal yourself yes so true i have seen that and felt that in my own life and feel that in my work that i do today and I agree with you completely. Such wise counsel. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think all the difficulties and sufferings that we had, everything was a part of God's plan. Go through it and you will grow and become stronger, more confident. My suffering really softened my heart. It didn't harden my heart. It softened my heart. Because I'm more sympathized for the person who's suffering. Yes, that is such a good point that you added. If you harden your heart and become bitter and angry, you just close so many doors to your future and you close exactly. yourself off from God. But when you soften 
because of your trials, then you open yourself up to sympathy and compassion for others and for healing. I really appreciate what you said about having time to heal. You need to have that time to heal. So much wisdom, May. Well, let me ask our final question on our interview today. What does finding joy in the journey mean to you? Um, finding journey, I think if you find the right person who really can hold your hand and to work through, uh, to work through everything with you and uh, to uh, follow the guidance of the gospel and uh, want to share your pain, share your love and share your spiritual thoughts and to share your feelings, you'll feel much more joy in your marriage than anything than the, the marriage without spiritual sharings or common spiritual goals. I think believe in God, choose God to be the most important person in our life do change our perspective of marriage. And uh, we become more forgiving, more loving, be more patient. It's just make our life better. We make more right choices than wrong choices. And uh, we are trying really hard. The seed we're planting into our heart is, is growing every day. We just have to keep doing it. Our marriage will grow and we'll be better. We'll feel happier each day. So well said. Thank you so much, May. I am so grateful for you joining me today and sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge and testimony that you've gained through all of your experiences. It's amazing the strength that you have shown through everything that you've gone through. And I know it'll help other women find the strength to persevere in their difficult circumstances. So thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad that I can really, I never talked to anyone so much about marriage before. Really? So it's, it's really the first time I talk about so much about my marriage and it gives me a chance to look back and just, yeah. just to will my life before and to cherish more of my life right now, the present life. Oh. It's a, yeah, to review all that, that I have. Yeah, what a good perspective. Sometimes we don't even slow down long enough to learn from our past. You know, sometimes exactly. we need to take time and really think about what did I learn from all of that? What can I learn from my mistakes? And, you know, exactly. all of those failed relationships or marriages that whatever has happened, like you said earlier, for humble and soften because of our trials, then we can exactly. learn from them. Exactly. And your yeah. question did help me to think through all my past. Yeah, I feel much happier to, you know, to just talk about it. And it feel like I've been talking about experience. So it's a, if I know that it's just got one of God's plan, it won't just really, I don't feel sad anymore. It's no much of bad feelings of miserable feelings anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, you're just a ray of light, really. I love hearing your story and benefiting from your testimony and all the wisdom you've learned. It's it's so bright and, and pure. Like I can just tell it's coming from your heart and you're sharing these hard learned lessons and it's just lovely. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, really appreciate it.
I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share this episode with a friend so we can help women all over the world have hope and healing in their lives. If you're ready to dive deeper into this work and learn the tools and skills you need to change the trajectory of your life forever, go to jenzingmark.com and join my Joy in Your Journey program. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.